0: Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing.
1: Hour number two, TC running solo with you here this afternoon. 264-1700, two-way conversation line. Get involved with the show here, but a busy hour. We're going to talk some NFL with Alex Reimer. Cyclone talk with John Walters and getting into the NBA and the Bulls. Coming up with Michael Whitlow. Right now, we go out to the Draft House 50 hotline. Alex Reimer with WEEI in Boston. He joins us on the line. What's going on, Alex?
2: What's going on, fellas? How are you? Crazy day here.
1: I can only imagine. So the news comes out very early this morning first of the passing of Aaron Hernandez taking his own life. Initial reaction there, and, and as pieces are coming together a little bit more, just the overall reaction from you.
2: Uh, well, I mean, it's, uh, it certainly was quite the surprise to wake up to because he was just acquitted on double murder charges five days ago. Um, so, you know, much like, you know, his entire life, we really don't have any answers here. You know, investigators still haven't pinned a direct motive on the Odin Lloyd, on the Odin Lloyd shooting four years ago. Of course, Hernandez is serving, uh, a uh, wife in prison for, uh, for first-degree murder there. Uh, this double murder, he was acquitted, but we all know he was there at the scene of the crime. And what's amazing, guys, is in August 2012, so one month after this double murder had occurred, the Patriots gave Hernandez a $40 million contract extension. And Robert Kraft at the team's annual charity gala uh, talked about Hernandez's character and what an outstanding young man he's become and how he's watched him mature over the years. So this guy, you know, seemingly had the Patriots duped and that continued because, you know, everyone who spoke to him while he was incarcerated said he never showed any emotion. Uh, you know, he, the only time he did show emotion was ironically when he was acquitted on the double murder charges. Uh, his attorneys kept talking about how they think the void uh, appeal is possible and they think they can get him out of that as well. So it, it just, it just, it just doesn't make any sense. But in a way, I guess that's fitting because nothing about Aaron Hernandez uh, makes any sense.
1: Very true on that one, Alex. Uh, Aaron Hernandez, the timing, very <laughs> odd, as you mentioned here. Foul play, has that been completely ruled out? It, it just, when I initially saw it this morning, it was so odd just because of that timing you talked about.
2: Well, I mean, his attorney, Jose Baez, uh, said he's launching his own investigation, you know, says that prison officials or other inmates may have orchestrated a murder on Hernandez. Hernandez's uh, former agents tweeted earlier today, uh, Chico was a great guy. He would never take his own life. Uh, it sounds crazy to me, Trent. I mean, really. The question is, okay, so how does that work? You know, how orchestrated was this plan? How high did this conspiracy go? Hernandez was murdered. Please. No, I'm, that's, yeah, it's out there. It will continue to be out there, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's certainly wild.
1: Well, even before the news of this morning, it was going to be a wild day for the Patriots as they become the first team to make their way to Donald Trump's White House. How's uh, been the reaction there in Boston, Alex? I know, uh, known for a long time as a very democratic state, what's been the reaction?
2: Uh, You know, it's interesting. I think a lot of diehard Patriots fans, to be honest with you, most if not all diehard Patriots fans, I think are able to separate You know, Robert Kraft politics, Belichick's politics, Brady's politics, uh, from the team. Um and you know the truth is, Trent, this story has been done over and over again for so long. I mean, we're going back to September of twenty fifteen when Tom Brady had that Make America Great Again hat in his locker. Uh so, you know, almost two years now of Trump, Brady, Trump Patriots. Brady, of course, not there today, says it's due to a personal matter, but uh you know, look—they're obviously a team that's affiliated with Trump. Robert Kraft, in particular, publicly supporting Trump, not just as a friend, but his politics. Saying his politics will be great for America. Donated a million dollars to his inauguration committee. That report came out today. So, no doubt the Patriots and Trump are affiliated. But I really think most people here are able to make the distinction between the Patriots, the football outfit, and the football operation, and the Patriots, and you know what? Some what Robert Kraft and Belichick. Because that news for football fans and sports fans, most owners are rich white guys. And guess what? Rich white guys tend to vote Republican. <laughs> it's just how it works, right? So I would say, you know, if you have a problem with the Patriots being affiliated with Trump, uh, I don't know how you're a sports fan, because I bet you uh, a lot of these beloved owners out there uh, are big time Republican donors. I mean, it's just uh, common sense tells us that, and their uh, contributions tell us that as well.
1: No, no doubt about it. Uh, Tom Brady, last minute, not making the trip there. He has uh, been a guy that has known Donald Trump. Says uh, a family issue has arisen there. Anything that people are reading into this at all? No, I mean I think
2: this one, uh, you know, is probably legitimate. Uh, his wife, his mother, of course, has been, uh, you know, suffering with cancer. Uh, she was at the Super Bowl, and reports say that she's in Boston today. It's actually his parents' anniversary. He tweeted, he uh, posted a photo on Instagram about that. Uh, so no, I, I think this is, uh, you know, legitimate, uh, excuse for Brady. Um, but I'd also say Trent that, you know, I think it always made sense for Brady to skip this ceremony. Uh, there was just no good that could have come of it, especially because, uh, he wasn't at Obama's in 2015 and he was there three times when George W. Bush was in office. So when you're Tom Brady, he's made the decision. He wants to stay a political and he's struggled to do that with Trump. He's passively endorsed Trump, but not explicitly endorsed Trump. And uh, I think at this point, Brady, for his brand, uh, doesn't want to be seen as divisive politically. And uh, he wants to distance himself as much as he can now with Trump. So from a PR standpoint, uh, I think this always made the best sense for Brady. Uh, But personally, uh, yes, I think it is a legitimate excuse as well.
1: Finally, uh, before we let you run, Alex, over on another front out there in Boston, the Celtics are down 0-2. And... Now, I've been trying to wrap my mind around. We understand the, the hurt and the pain that has to be happening with Isaiah Thomas and what he's going through right now. But, you know, something that I haven't heard mentioned a whole lot on a national scale is just his teammates and the coaches and, and how you deal with this. It's got to be, there's no blueprint for going through something like this with a player. It's not
2: at all. And Thomas, you know, was the best player on the court. What all scores are 33 points in game one. Uh, I can't imagine what a uh, what, what's been going through his head this week. He released a statement today saying it was the toughest week of his life. Uh, you know, it's just so bizarre. that In professional athletics, we kind of take it for granted that players, you know, will play in the immediate aftermath of personal tragedies like this. So, uh, yeah, Trent certainly, certainly a bizarre situation. Uh, though he uh, he did play well in Game One, just 24 hours after uh, hearing the news.
1: Yeah, he's played well, and it's been know the rest of the team there it because of the tragedy there with isaiah thomas i mean i understand boston sports fans are at a different level but has maybe a little bit of the sting been taken away because of that and knowing everything that has to be happening inside that locker room
2: yeah i mean certainly again bizarre to fall it's an odd situation um i would also say they just can't rebound or don't seem to have an interest in rebounding uh nor do they have a Reliable secondary scorer on the wing. Uh, is that because uh, Isaiah Thomas' his sister passed? Uh, I don't think so, right, <laughs> because right. they've had those problems the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, Jimmy Butler would have looked pretty good in Celtic, uh, Kelly Green. He would have. would've. He would've. <laughs> Revisionist history at its finest. Alex, good catching up with you again. I uh, hope we can track you down. Maybe after the NFL draft, we'll talk some more NFL with you then. Appreciate it.
2: Sounds good, Trent. Thank you.
1: That's Alex Ryber. You can find him over at WEEI. Does some writing, some radio work as well over there. Long-time guest here of the show. Had him on the last few seasons, talking NFL when he was with SB Nation and now making the jump here And his stomping grounds out there. Excuse me. In Boston. Can you tell I have a cold? Yeah, just a little bit. Starting to crap up, cr- <laughs> crap up on me. Oh, boy. Catch up with me. Is what I was trying to say. Whew. I need a break. We'll come back. We'll talk some cyclones. John Walters set to join us. We'll get into Iowa State. A busy time in terms of basketball recruiting. Football, plenty to talk about there. Haven't had a chance to talk with John since the spring game, so we'll get his thoughts on that. I'll look forward to football, basketball, and much more coming up with the voice of the Iowa State Cyclones. John Walters, he's next here on the Big Talkers seventeen hundred live from the wolf construction roofing Studios
0: 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC noon to three sports talk that rocks 1700 KbGG
1: the weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects wolf construction roofing can take any roofing job large and small flat roof sloped or pitched.
3: Kubota's Orange Opportunity sales event is going on now. Get commercial-grade performance and a full four-year factory warranty at a price you can afford with a new Commander Zero-Turn mower. Now get special promotional pricing of $38.99 with zero down and zero percent financing for up to 48 months. Now through May 31st, 2017. Call toll-free 1-800-794-4992 for details about cost and terms. For complete warranty details, see Kubota.com or your authorized Kubota dealer.
0: Come see Jake at Capital City Equipment in Des Moines, just
4: off I-80 on 2nd Avenue.
3: With the turning of another calendar year, you hear dealers offering savings on this and special financing on that. This is Tom with Bob and Joe's RV Center in Guthrie Center. Since we offer exciting deals all year long, we thought we'd offer you, the RV owner, one better than the other guys. When you purchase a new RV from Bob and Joe's RV Center, you get RV Warranty Forever at no cost to you. A real warranty for as long as you own your RV. RV Warranty Forever will pay for all repairs to the covered components of your RV for as long as you own your RV. Bob and Joe's RV Center is so confident. In their inventory, that they've offered a lifetime warranty on every new and qualified pre-owned RV at no cost to you. To top that all off, Bob and Joe's RV Center is an exclusive RV Warranty Forever dealer in the state of Iowa. Get a quality RV at a great price from Bob and Joe's RV Center in Guthrie Center and get a true peace of mind forever. Browse and purchase with confidence at Bob RV.com. Every great vacation starts somewhere. Start yours at Bob and Joe's RV Center in Guthrie Center with RV Warranty Forever. thousands. Hi, this is Craig Hodson, Vice President, Market Manager of
0: Cumulus Media Des Moines. Cumulus is a proud supporter of the Ankeny Chamber of Commerce. The chamber promotes economic development to strengthen the business climate and enhance the quality of life in Ankeny. Please join me in welcoming and supporting these new members.
5: AdvoCare, Leanna Brady,
1: Aflac, Tristan Hodges, Celebrations Party and Rental, Clarity Restorative Massage, Community First National Bank Mortgage, Eat, Fit, Go, Extraordinary Floral and Events, The Girls Catering, GTG Construction, LLC, Hair West & Company, Iowa Realty, Amy Porter, Jennifer Schrag, and Tiffany Rummelhart, Keller Williams Ankeny Metro, Courtney Mason, Langle & Woods Clothier, Murphy Enterprises LLC, My Place Coming Soon, New American Brewing, Pepper Jack's Grill, Polk
0: County Farm Bureau, Craig McCoy, Prairie Lake Apartments, Story Kenworthy, Terra Land Photography, Trail Point Aquatics & Wellness, Transformative Workplace Solutions, and Whiskey River. The Ankeny Chamber of Commerce and Cumulus Media wish to thank these new members. Learn more about the Ankeny Chamber of Commerce online at ankeny. Acony.org It's a family membership add on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Order! TV one hundred dealers for internet equipment non-return under fees conditions apply. Call for details. Offers one twenty one seventeen. Jim Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on seventeen hundred K B G G live from the Wolf Construction studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent.
1: Trek out of back with you running solo today. Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker seventeen hundred th- here until three o'clock this afternoon. Let's get back to the Draft House Fifty Hotline. We got John Walters, the voice of the Cyclones, on with us here. And uh, John, how are things? Spring period upon us. Spring football in the books. Now, what? You just go into the office and put your feet up for eight hours and then punch out?
7: Well, you must have the uh, you must have the mobile camera on us uh, today. <laughs> no, so, You know, we we still have a few things going on with softball, track, mm-hmm. golf. You know, a lot of the spring sports kind of wrapping up here, so. Keeps us busy till uh, graduation day anyway, and then it kind of it slows
1: down quite a bit. Yeah, you get into those uh, long summer months, and well, you know what, we're going through here always looking for content to get us through until we get back to football season, and it really starts to ramp up in August. But we got a lot to talk about today, John, and, and want to start with the announcement yesterday from both Jamie Pollard of Iowa State and Gary Bart of Iowa, the extension of the Iowa-Iowa State Series. Two more years tacked on. Uh, to the contract, now we'll go through 2023. I know uh, a lot of people very happy about this and certainly never want to see the Iowa-Iowa State game go away.
7: I sure don't want to see it go away. I think it's great for the state. I, I think it's uh, arguably uh, the biggest sporting event of the year in our state as far as um, the amount of eyeballs on it within the state, the amount of people that care about it. I don't know how it can get any bigger. Now, I know it's a big deal, like, when the NCAA tournament comes to Des Moines or uh, things along that nature, but uh, for me, uh, for the people in this state, um, this is really a fun day and kind of a celebration of our state as much as anything. And I think it's it's a great rivalry. I like it. Uh, I like the the fact that the stadium's always sold out. There's always a lot of energy and... Uh, I don't see a ton of advantages to not having it. So, you know, I'm glad that after 40-some years of uh, of not playing it, that somebody came to their centers and they got back to playing it every year. And I know it becomes a little more challenging. Uh, it certainly did for Iowa State and now it will be for Iowa with the nine-game schedules. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. But uh, that that doesn't mean it can't be done. And um, and, I, and I think it's got a great, great future because I think Matt Campbell really has – this Iowa State program on a bit of an upswing, and uh, I think this game's going to get more and more competitive uh, going forward, and you're going to even get a little bit more national attention for it, which has happened certain years in the past. I mean, I can remember ABC being here with Mike Tirico doing the game. Uh, I believe it was 2005. So, I mean, you know, there's, there's been times where, um, you know, there's been a pretty big stage for this game, and I, and I think you'll see more, more of those times going forward.
1: Well, from the perspective uh, on the other side, and I'll take the other side here, John, because you know I'm want to do uh, from the Hawkeye perspective. Now, with the nine game schedule, there is going to be no more home and homes with Arizona, Arizona State, Pittsburgh, Syracuse teams that they played here in recent history. There, in fact, will be never another home and home with what they have from Iowa State because of the way and the way that you know the athletic budget is constructed, having to have those seven home games and with the nine game schedule. I have uh, brought up the possibility of maybe a respite, play four years and then two years off, where Iowa and Iowa State then can go out, find a home-and-home home with somebody else, and the rivalry isn't going to go away, but it's going to take a break. How difficult do you think it would be to get either side to agree with that, and probably especially the Iowa State side?
7: I don't know. Uh, I, see the, I see the point of your argument, I guess, um but I don't think it's impossible to have other FBS opponents on your schedule. Um, I know Iowa contends it has to have seven home games every year, but I mean, there's what's going to happen with Iowa that I State is, you know, run into here is that when you play a nine game schedule every other year, you're playing, you know, five of those conference games on the road. Mm-hmm. And that's the big part of the challenge. So, you know, I think it, it behooves both Iowa and Iowa State to make sure that when they've got that odd-numbered year, um, I guess it would be an even-numbered year for their home conference games at four. That that's the year that they're hosting the Cyhawk game. You know, I, I think that that's number one. There, you're at least at five uh, home dates. Now, what you do with your other two, uh, you know, is up to you. But um, I, I think that helps, and I, I'm sure that's. You know, part of the arrangement—they're trying to work all that to make sure that happens. But um, you know, I—I I, I guess to me, the thought that hey, um, all of a sudden I was going to be able to schedule Notre Dame or Oklahoma. Well, what if you can't? Mm-hmm. You know, what, yeah. what if you—you know—if you end up scheduling Mississippi State or or Vanderbilt in a home and home or something. Is that better than, right. than playing the sidehawk game? I, I don't think it is. And um, I don't know. I, I just think it's I, – I agree. You know, it's nice to have some, um, some freshness to your schedule. Um, you know, I, fortunately for Iowa, they do not play in a conference where you have a round robin, so the freshness for their schedule can come within the league by, you know, getting to see um, Michigan State or Ohio State or Michigan or whoever the opponent might be back in their stadium for the first time in four or five years or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, so that, that can add some freshness to a year to year thing. But, um, you know, I, I, to me, the, the, the positives outweigh any negatives. Um, I just don't see a, a bigger deal in our state than when these two programs get together. I think, you know, the fact that Iowa corn has thrown its weight behind this series is another reason to keep it. Um, you know, instead of going out and paying somebody $1.5 million or whatever the case may be to get them to come in and play you in your stadium in a game that a lot of people don't care about, you're having somebody pay you to play against a natural rival in a usually a big TV game. Um, you know, what's what's the disadvantage to that? So I, I don't know. I, I, I think, granted that, that any negatives are laid in a big way by positives.
1: Well, and, and another thing, and, and you bring up a good point, it can't be a program like even Mississippi State who's had recent success, but it has to be a big name, and I think that'd be the caveat probably for both sides. Hey, if you can get a home and home, Iowa State played the neutral site game against Florida State, what almost two decades ago now going back if that you get something like that, I would get something in the same realm. Maybe the conversation is different, but Iowa State playing Wake Forest, and I would play i don't know a Vanderbilt with a home and home that's going to be disappointing. That's probably something that'd be having to uh, come to the table beforehand before he'd even get to that point. John Walters, the voice of the Cyclones, with us on the Draft House 50 hotline. Uh, John, from there, want to jump into just uh, an overview. haven't talked to you since the spring game, what you saw, what you liked, and maybe a concern or two going in here to the summer months.
7: Well, I I was pretty excited about the format they used for the spring game. I think that's entertaining for the fans. I, I, I enjoyed it from the radio perspective. It was just kind of interesting to have the offense against the defense. And, you know, I, I think it was a good culmination of spring practice. I mean, you didn't see a lot of guys um, that we know are going to play in the fall. Um, you, you you know, putting too much weight in the spring game is always a mistake. But it was fun, and it was really fun to see Joel Landon get that pick six. I think that was kind of a, a moment that a lot of Cyclone fans enjoy just because here's a kid who's you know, made that commitment for the team to, to move into the other side of the ball, to have him rewarded uh, with an opportunity like that to get a, a pick six and run it back. Uh, it was really a fun moment. So um, a, a, lot of, a lot of good times. Uh, it was a good crowd. Um, I, I think it was a productive day and definitely a productive spring for Matt. Um, you know, I think, I think as far as concerns continuing to develop that depth along the defensive line, mm-hmm. um, you know, how many pieces are going to be in place uh, for that opener against you and I that are actually able to get on the field and help you? I know there's a lot of talent there, uh, a lot of guys that they're excited about. Um, you know, certainly including Tangamola, who will be joining the program here this summer. But how quickly can he assimilate himself? How quickly can he become a guy that they can count on? Uh, will Ray Lima be able to play uh, at least half the snaps in the game? Can uh, Any Wazirike step up and, and be a guy they can count on at defensive end? Carson Lensing, how much will his development continue? Uh, so, you know, I think there's some question marks there, so certainly some excitement about some possibilities. Um, but, you know, the, the, the ability to get those guys on the field and be productive early in the season is really important because you've got to win some of those non conference games to really have a chance to accomplish your season goals. The linebacker play continuing to. Um, be an important thing to keep an eye on, you know, can Joel Lang do this? You know, can he be out there, the majority of the snaps, playing this position? I think he can. Um, but, you know, he'll still be new to it, and he'll be going against opponents that, you know, he hasn't seen from that side of, that side of the line of scrimmage. So yeah. uh, it, it'll be fun to see how he adapts to that. Um, how, how, how can some of those younger linebackers that are playing behind the top two come along and, and be ready? Um, and, and then I, I think offensively they're – Pretty good shape of the skill spots, but you still have those question marks along the offensive line. Who's going to fill what roles and how quickly can they become a cohesive unit? I think what Tom Manning did with last year's offensive line was remarkable. Um, if he can get similar results this year or even better, then, uh, boy, the, the future is really bright at some of those spots because they've got some good young talent in the pipeline. But, um, you know, this is the year that you kind of wonder are they ready day one? You know How quickly can they be ready to go out and contribute and and be really good? Uh, If they are at the beginning of the season, it has a chance to be a really fun season for Iowa State.
1: Uh, No doubt about that. It it has a chance to be there. And getting off to a good start seems so important with the UNI game to kick things off, Iowa coming into Ames this year. Uh, Getting off to that good start this year, it's always important, but it feels maybe after what happened at the beginning of last year, Maybe that's going to be even a bigger rallying cry going into 2017.
7: No doubt. And it's something that Matt Campbell talked about being happy with this spring is that he felt like his guys did the work in, you know, January and February to get ready for spring practice and to be ready to improve and get better every day so that, you know, when the season starts that they're ready to go. It's not a a work in process still. And he feels a lot that they're a lot further ahead in that regard and with the mental stage of of just saying, hey the, the work has to happen in the off season to be really ready to go day one when the season rolls around uh, you're not going to fix a lot within the season it has to be it has to be fixed now and so that sense of urgency from those guys I think has been good and, and Matt's been really pleased with that he's been you know trying to get his culture in place here and I, I think that it's a lot easier to do that in year two than it is in year one, so I would expect Iowa State to get off to a better start this coming season than they did year one, and that uh, could certainly get the ball rolling in a positive direction if you're able to do that. So uh, three, three non-conference opportunities before heading into the Big 12. Iowa State has to make the most of those three opportunities.
1: I wanted to ask you about one game. I heard some positive things about Carson Lensing, a kid from up in my neck of the woods up in northeast Iowa. Uh, heard some people talking about him, said, Uh, this is a kid that they loved him in high school, what he could do, carrying a Southwind team to some heights they hadn't been in a very long time. He's undersized out there at defensive end, but sounds like maybe turning some heads, heads, and you know, John, I always love those Iowa products.
7: Oh, yeah, it's a good story. You know, I mean, he wasn't the most highly touted player when he Mm -hmm. came to Iowa State, um, and I continued to hear through last year's redshirt year that they, they were really liking what he was doing, you know, and he may have been undersized at one point. I think now he's a little for for that spot. Yeah. And um, he's worked really hard in the weight room. Uh, just, you know, one of those success stories from the state of Iowa, a kid that just puts his nose to the grindstone and goes to work, and the results start showing up. And, um, you know, they, they talked a lot about him during the regular season last year when he was redshirting. I heard even more about him coming into spring. And then for him to go out and have the kind of spring he did, I think really elevates him into the conversation is, you know, if you're looking at maybe rotating four defensive ends, I think there's a very good chance that Lensing's going to be one of those four that's in that mix. So uh, that'll be rewarding. And, you know, obviously going into just his redshirt freshman season, a very bright future ahead of him if he continues to grow at the pace that he has been.
1: Awesome to see there, no doubt about it. John Walter's with us here on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Uh, John, before we let you run, want to talk a little basketball with you. Roster construction so important, and we've seen Iowa State throughout the uh, last seven, eight years what they've been able to do in the transfer game. I know we can't talk about guys individually, and you know we get into a, a little bit of a, an issue when we get into that. But just looking at the construction this year of what they're going to get, still four open scholarships. Do you think they're going to fill all four of those this spring?
7: Uh, possibly, and that doesn't mean that all four would play, you know, in, in the fall because. Right. You've got the very strong possibility of a sit-out transfer or two, uh, joining the program if they get the right immediate, immediately eligible transfers, uh, to join the program. Um, and when I say transfer, I mean either from junior college or, um, you know, four-year schools that are immediately eligible. Um, what I can comment on and what I really like is the three guys that they already have in the fold and then you add in, uh, large to that mix, um, you know, it's, it's a pretty good to get you going. I, I saw it today where uh, Iowa State had the second, but those three combined would make for Iowa State having the second best recruiting class in the Big 12 right now with new rankings that were released today. And that's certainly encouraging. Uh, Darius McNeil's uh, stock continues to skyrocket. He's into the ESPN top 150 now, I believe. And I saw where Terrence Lewis is up at about number 57, I think it is. And El Wigginson Rivals has him, I think, top. 25, he's oh, yeah. right around 25, 27, something like that, with the 24-7 sports. So, um, you know, there's three really good pieces that are coming in that can contribute immediately, and we'll get that opportunity uh, to contribute immediately. Throwing Cameron Lard, who, you know, has had this one semester to develop, and now they will have all summer to continue to get better. And uh, that, That's exciting to add him to the mix. And You start combining that with some of the guys that are back, and maybe you don't need as much as you thought. At the same time, obviously, they still need some experience, some guys that are playing. Uh, there's some. There's some guys out there that are good basketball players. A lot of them, and you continue to see Iowa State's name in the mix for a lot of these guys uh, over and over again. Now they're not all going to come here, obviously, but I think Coach Prom is targeting some good guys and, and getting after it. And uh, hopefully, the result is that you know one or two or three or four, whatever the case may be end up coming to Iowa State and really making an impact. So um, there's a lot of work to be done, but and I think the hard thing about this, uh, Trent, from the the Iowa State perspective is, you know, Coach Prome and his staff, I think the reason they've done so well in getting guys like Linda Liginton and Darius McNeil, uh, Terrence Lewis, is because they're really good at building relationships with guys. I mean, they really get that foundation set where guys trust them, feel that they have their best interest at heart, uh, and develop those relationships. Well, it's harder to do that, you know, in the spring recruiting season. It's such a, a whirlwind. You know, you don't really have that opportunity to really establish relationships yet. Uh, sometimes you do if it goes back away ways you were recruiting and maybe coming out of high school or something like that, but um it, it's just harder. So, you know, there's a lot more uncertainty about it. There's a lot more to be determined, a lot of TBA uh, to be announced on what happens with this with this group, but I think when the dust settles, um, Iowa State's going to have a pretty good collection uh, because I I like what they're targeting and I like what they already have coming in. I I think when the dust settles, this is going to be uh, a good group and a group that if it can grow and, and mature and come together, we'll have an opportunity hopefully to reach another NCAA tournament potentially. I know that's putting the bar awfully high. Uh, but I, I, I do think the direction Coach Prom's program is going right now is a really positive one, and I wouldn't be totally surprised if that happens next
1: year. Yeah, uh, with some of the names that are out there in, in the transfer market, some of the guys are ta- targeting both at the JUCO ranks fifth year, a real good chance there. And I know everybody's real excited about Lindell Wigington, and I love what I saw from him uh, towards the end of the season, but I'm buying up all the Terrence Lewis uh, stock that is out there. <laughs> I, I love that kid's tape, and I think, Maybe it won't be a ton of minutes next year, but he's going to find a role. I just love the way that kid plays the game.
7: Well, you know, they're going to need shooters. I mean, mm-hmm. when you lose Matt Thomas and Nazmi Drew-Long, uh, Monte Morris, who was a better shooter than people give him credit for, um, you know, they're they're losing quite Deontay Burton, who could hit the three. They're losing a lot of shooters off this year's team, and... I think Terrence is a guy that that's uh, right at the top of his skill set is the ability to shoot the basketball and it gives him a real opportunity to get some immediate minutes and, uh, and you know he, he can do other things as well but I think that's a real strength for him and and they need that so uh yeah there's a, there's a door wide open for him and I'm amazed at how, how much he's moved up those rankings he must have really uh, done some good things you know in the last few months to turn some heads to get to that point
1: John Walters, the voice of the Cyclones. John, enjoy that feed-up time that you got going on, and uh, (laughs) maybe we'll ring your phone a time or two before we get to football season.
7: That sounds great, Trent. Anytime.
1: Thanks a lot. John Walters with us on the Draft House 50 hotline. Still a lot to find out. Ed Morrow, the Nebraska transfer, he will be visiting not this coming weekend, but the weekend after that. uh, He'll be making a visit to Marquette this weekend before Iowa State. Uh, Also, They're looking at Brown, the uh, transfer, fifth-year grad transfer from New Mexico. He'll be on a visit this weekend. A lot going on. Four open spots on the scholarship list for Iowa State. A lot of things that they can do. A lot of moving parts. We'll keep an eye on that one here across the course of the show. We'll come back on the other side, go from college basketball talk into the NBA. How about those Bulls? Freddie Hoiberg's Bulls. We'll talk about it next coming up with Michael Whitlow on the Big Talker 1700 from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios.
0: 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG.
4: At Menard's, home improvement means saving big because right now you'll get an 11% rebate on everything, even sale prices. We've made choosing a window as easy as good, better, best. So you can finish your project with more than 100 styles and sizes of stock, energy-efficient, gelled-one windows. Stop by and save big in our huge selection today. Stop waiting and start saving with an 11% rebate on everything, even sale prices now at Menard's. Good through April 22nd. Some exclusions apply.
6: See store for details. Save big money at Menard's. Golfers, Golf Headquarters, your one-stop golf shop is back at 2900 University Avenue in the Clock Tower Square in West Des Moines. Golf Headquarters custom launch monitor fitting from Ping, Callaway, TaylorMade, Titleist, and Mizuno will help you play better. Golf Headquarters serving Iowa for over 30 years is bigger, new, and waiting for you. Golf Headquarters is the place to buy your golf equipment and home to free custom club fitting with purchase. Golf Headquarters, 2900 University in Clock Tower Square
5: the good news is that if you go to buffalo wild wings order from the fast break lunch menu and don't get your food within 15 minutes your lunch is free the bad news is we don't plan on taking longer than 15 minutes free lunches are you crazy what kind of business model is that lunch fast or it's free we do it for you buffalo wild wings wings beer
6: sports for limited time only at participating locations, valid for tables of 6 or less. Other restrictions apply. See a
3: participating location for details.
6: Next paint project, why settle for a new coat of paint? Try a new coat of armor. Glidden Diamond Paint and Primer at the Home Depot, starting at only twenty three ninety eight dollars a gallon. When put to the test, Glidden Diamond stood up to 2,500 scrubs. That's a lot of soccer balls, muddy pets, and fingerprints. And that's one tough coat. We're pouring more into paint with unbeatable prices on Scrubbable Glidden Diamond Paint and Primer from only $23.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing, U.S. only. The
4: Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including Swedish massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials,
0: Jim Brenson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent.
1: Rolling through a busy hour, number two, here on the Big Talker 1700. Trent Condon back talking the world of sports with you. Well, as we all know here in this market, college sports is king it's iowa it's iowa state that's what's most important college basketball takes us through the long cold winter months but when we get to april and playoff time comes we start to delve back into the nba just a little bit and now well there's a lot more attention being put on things after the surprising two nothing lead in the first round of the eastern conference series with the celtics and the bulls for chicago up to nothing here to talk about that much more From the greatest name blog in sports history, Pippin ain't easy. It's Michael Whitlow with us. What's up, Mike?
8: What's going on, guys? Good to be back. I know we had a good time last time, ready to get into talking about the greatest basketball team ever assembled. (laughs) So I'm looking forward to it.
1: So what? Do you give Gar Foreman a a 10-year extension, a lifetime at work? What what are you going to do with the GM after he put together this great roster? Oh, it's
8: funny you mentioned that, because I actually <laughs> tweeted that out uh, after uh, Game 2 yesterday. I mentioned, uh, does Foreman get his lifetime extension, Foreman and Paxton, I should right. say, do they get their lifetime extensions before or after Game 3 when the Bulls probably go up 3 nothing because nothing makes sense?
1: Yeah, it, it absolutely does. It. Around here, as you can imagine, all the Iowa State fans rooting for their guy Hoiberg. It'll get the job done, and Gar Foreman, a former Iowa State assistant himself, you think you'd be able to uh, get some more of the guys that would work out for what Fred Hoiberg wanted to do. They stayed the course. It's been an inconsistent up-and-down year. Uh, they get in a hot streak towards the end of the year to get into the playoffs here. But, but this, I mean, how much is it that this team has enough talent, it's all coming together, and how much of it the warts of the Celtics that are currently showing up?
8: Well, the Bulls have done a great job exposing the big issue with the Celtics, and that's been rebounding on both ends of the floor. I mean, the Bulls have absolutely pounded the glass in the first two games and the fact that they have the best player in the series in Jimmy Butler. I mean, no disrespect to Isaiah Thomas, who's been amazing this year, but he's not Jimmy Butler, who can do it on both ends of the floor. Robin Lopez has been fantastic. Bobby Portis came out of nowhere in game one and scored, you know, eight or 19 points and eight and had – eight or nine rebounds i mean it's just nothing about this team has made sense but at the best time of the year they played at their best i mean even dwayne wade had some big shots late rajon rondo had his best game of the entire season last night so it's pretty much just all come together in a really freaky and weird way for the bulls but they i mean hoyberg's made the right adjustments you know he's gotten butler some rest when isaiah thomas has been off the floor and then he's putting top he's put butler on thomas From time to time, in the first couple of games, and it's worked. He's had a couple big blocks at the rim. So honestly, Fred Hoiberg is out coaching Brad Stevens, which is something I never thought I'd say.
1: Two and zero in his career in the playoffs. He needs an extension too, right? Yeah, I mean he's already he's already (laughs) signed for five years and like
8: twenty five million. Might as well just throw another five on there while we're at it.
1: (laughs) Well, Michael, this just it comes as such a shock, and it's not even that maybe they could have stolen a game there in Boston. I mean. Uh, we talked about some of the issues with the Celtics, but, but the two games and last night, that was the thing. I figured the Boston was going to come out there, play incredibly well, tie this thing up. And then we got a real series on our hands. Instead, they looked lethargic, lackadaisical. I, I know there's a lot going on with Isaiah Thomas and people are talking about the impact for him, but you got to wonder how much that's impacted the, the rest of the locker room and the coaching staff. You know, what do you say? What can you say to your teammate? What do you talk about? It's, it's got to be a dicey proposition there for Boston.
8: Yeah, it, it's a tough spot, and and I feel terrible for I2. Like I said, he's had an amazing year this year. He's probably going to be on the All-NBA second team. He's He's been fantastic this year. But to go through what he's going through and then, you know, to have to, you know, play just a day later in game one. And he had a huge game. He had 33 points in game one, and it still wasn't enough because that's just how good the Bulls have been in the first two games. But, it's tough. I mean, even Avery Badley said it, you know, in the locker room after game two last night, he said, Rajon Rondo called everybody out and said, look at them. They're, they're quitting. They quit. And he said, you know, obviously you don't want to let your opponent know that, but it, it's pretty cut and dry and everybody sees it, including the Bulls. And that's literally the worst thing possible for Boston.
1: So is the fan base, Mike, are they back in? Or are they still a little bit tepid? What's, what's the reading right now when you take a look at this fan base? And I talked to a couple of Bulls fans right before the end of the season. They said, I hope they don't even make the playoffs. I- I'm just sick of watching this team and-, and watching them go out there. Maybe a ping-pong ball will go their way. Uh, that's what I heard from a couple of different people out there. Is everybody back fully on board, or is it uh, what's going to happen? What- when is the other shoe going to drop for us?
8: Well, I, I think basically everybody's expecting Rajon Rondo to be the finals MVP and the Bulls <laughs> to just sweep through and go 16-0 and in the playoffs. But <laughs> – I, I think a, a few more people are buying in. It, it's I got to give the Bulls credit where it's due. Not only did I not think they'd make the playoffs, they're, they've beaten the one seed twice. I, I did not think that was possible. I, I picked the Celtics in six before the series just because I figured the Bulls would do something stupid, and you know Jimmy Butler goes off for forty in a couple of games or something. But they've outplayed the Celtics in every facet of the game. I think a, a few more people are buying into it. Consider me a little hesitant when it comes to it because I've watched this team play for 82 games and a two-game sample size isn't going to sway me. But, you know, they, there might be something here to this. Maybe they just pulled off a big con and we didn't know it.
1: Yeah, it's it's been wild to watch. It really has. And I don't think anybody could envision this scenario playing out. A Butler playing at a high level. Rondo, if he keeps going out there and doing old school Rondo things. And, and how about Lopez in the middle?
8: Yeah. uh, Robin's been fantastic. And he, he's been that way all year. He's just been this, you know, this glue guy in the middle for the bulls. That's just been so solid. I I even wrote about him earlier today and I just talked about, you know, he's, he's shooting, I believe in this series, he's shooting like 70% from the field. Now granted, obviously he's, you know, he's only taking, I believe nine or 10 mid range jumpers in this series. But still, it's like they can't keep him off the glass. Al Horford's not hitting shots to bring him away from the basket. And on the other end, like I said, he's only taking a few mid-range jumpers, but Boston is giving him that shot from 18 to 20 feet, and he's knocking them down. And, you know, from the top of the key, he shot, I believe, I wrote it was 139 jumpers from the top of the key, and he shot almost 46% from that range. That's like 7% above the league average. So he's been so solid for them in the middle. And then – even guys like Paul Zipser and Cristiano Felicio have given them good minutes off the bench on the front court. So to say that anybody saw this coming is a liar. Yeah,
1: there's, there's no doubt. And it'll help if D. Wade continues to shoot 67% from downtown. Guy hadn't made a three, I think, since the Reagan administration. He's out there hitting three triples last night.
8: Yeah, it's amazing because I think somebody had a stat on Twitter. I can't remember who it was, but I think they tweeted out, comparing last year's postseason when he was with Miami and this year's postseason, he's shooting like 52% from three-point range. He's like a 29% three-point shooter in his career. Like nothing about Dwayne Wade this season has made sense in terms of his long-range shooting. But for some reason, he's hitting them when it matters, and the Bulls are two wins away from the second round, and I don't know how.
1: The last time he hit a three-pointer before the playoffs began – March 15th against Memphis. He went 13 games without shooting a three-pointer, just attempting a three-pointer. The last time he hit multiple three-pointers was against the Nuggets back in February, and he hits three of four. He hit one of two. Uh, game one, it is, uh, well, this is exactly what they wanted, right? Hoiberg wanted shooters. They got him as shooters. D. Wade.
8: Yeah, I, I guess the Wayne Wade is Stephen Curry now. I, I, I don't know <laughs> how basketball works these days. I, I don't want to act like I know basketball anymore because obviously I don't but obviously obviously Wade had the uh he had the he had the fractured elbow issue that knocked him out for a few weeks he came back late in the year you could tell his conditioning wasn't all there and he's he's still struggling in transition defense opportunities uh buddy of mine online Stephen No from uh the Athletic Chicago he, he brings it up all the time and that's a big thing with the Bulls in the regular season was their transition defense was terrible but that's the thing. They've been able to score so efficiently on offense. They've been able to limit Isaiah Thomas in transition and all these other, you know, assets that Danny Ainge likes to call them in Boston. And, they, and they've made it work. And, and, I like I said, I don't know how. But, I mean, I guess if Dwayne Wade is the next coming of Steve Kerr and Rajon Rondo is Magic Johnson, I guess you can make stuff work in the playoffs, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's, it's been a wild, wild ride. A lot of fun. Uh Michael, for people out there, Bulls fans, Hoiberg fans, whatever it may be, uh give a follow for your Twitter where people can get a hold of you there and tell us a little bit more about the blog.
8: Oh, absolutely. Uh it's Pippin' Ain't Easy, and we spell it like Scotty Pippin, mm-hmm. who was actually at game two last night. Nice. Uh my at on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at could be like mike. Uh the Pimpin' Ain't Easy Twitter account is at BullsbeatBlog. And you can find me on Facebook at Michael Whitlow. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Pimpin' Ain't Easy. It should pop up immediately on the search. And uh, we're pretty much just talking all things Bulls-Celtics right now. And then eventually when the Bulls come back down to earth, we'll get into talking about draft prospects and what the plan is for Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade, and Rajon Rondo moving forward.
1: Michael, always good catching up with you. Been a lot of fun and, uh, well, I've thought... Hey, maybe if they win a game we can get Mike on again, again, something like that. Never envisioned this scenario, though, winning the first two games. It's been fun, and, I mean, we're joking here. It's, it's been incredible. Now let's look forward. Let's say they get past the Cs. Wizards or possibility? It's going to be the Wizards, right, that they'd see in the conference uh, semifinals?
8: Uh, yeah, I, I would assume it's going to be the Wizards. In no disrespect to the Hawks, because I, I do enjoy watching the Hawks play. I think Mike Budenholzer runs a good system offensively. But John Wall is just absolutely ridiculous, and he's been so good this year. Even Bradley Beal as well. Otto Porter kind of slipped off from such a hot start this year, but it's probably going to be the Wizards, and that is not a good matchup for the Bulls at all because obviously having Marcin Gortat in the middle, he can be physical with Robin Lopez and limit his production. So I don't like the matchup because I don't think Rajon Rondo can stay in front of John Wall in a seven-game series. But we'll see. I mean, I, I didn't think the Bulls would win the first two in Boston either. So,
1: Mike, we'll be looking forward to uh, following along with you. Friday night, Game 3 at the United Center. The Bulls out to a 2 nothing lead against the top seeded Celtics. Thanks for your time, as always. And sure, we'll be talking a little bit more here this spring.
8: Hope so, bud. Thanks for having me on again. Take care.
1: You bet. Mike Whitlock with us on the Draft House 50 hotline. Uh, a fun, fun time, no doubt about it. For you Bulls fans out there, Hoiberg fans. NBA basketball, we can talk about it. That's a good thing. Welcome back two O'Clock Hour right around the corner. Over in Iowa City over the last hour, we've heard from Kirk Ferentz, we've heard from Brian Ferentz, and we've heard from Phil Parker. Some news and notes, including a position change, a quarterback moving spots on the field. We'll talk about that next year on the Big Talker 1700, live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios.
0: The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KVGG.
1: The weather's warming up, and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small. Flat roof, sloped, or pitched –
5: See you soon.
4: Today, there are over 47 million Ford vehicles on the road rolling on over 188 million tires. That's a lot of rubber to trust to anyone other than a hardworking specialist at Ford Service. No one knows your Ford better than Ford and Ford Service.
8: Get a $140 rebate by mail on four select tires when you use the Ford Service credit card at the Big Tire event. Subject to credit approval, rebate by prepaid debit card. Other tire manufacturer rebate or offer cannot be combined with Ford Service credit card rebate or offer. See your participating Ford dealer for details through six thirty seventeen. 17
0: During Lowe's Ready to Restock event, pro customers should get ready to save with up to 20% on GAF shingles every day when they buy in bulk and up to 20% on select Cobalt Mechanics tools through April 30th. Plus, from April 19th through May 30th, pros can trade in their old cordless tools in-store and get 24% off new Cobalt 24-volt brushless cordless power tools. Limit one per customer.
3: Restrictions apply. See store for details. Shingle offer applies to contractor packs. Products vary by store, U.S. only. You can learn to DIY just about anything. Today, we'll be making our very own bath beads. We'll need mineral oil, ammonia, and and gosh, I feel like I'm forgetting something. After all, some things are better left to the pros, like buying a home, because without an expert to guide you, you're just asking to get burned. Oh, look at that also works as a hair remover. So DIY yourself a favor and get Realtor. Head to Realtor.com slash Get Realtor today. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.
0: 1700 KPGG kicks off your morning with On Air with Doug, Jen, and Victoria.